0: Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with today's conversation about resilience. But first, if you're interested in creating a better life, having a better career, please visit kintsugipodcast.com and grab your free workbook on how to have a better life. In it, you'll discover tips and routines so you can find the energy for the things and the people who matter most so you can create a better tomorrow and create the life and career you desire. Hey there, it's Michael, and welcome to the Kintsugi Podcast, Conversations About Resilience. Before we jump into today's conversation, I want to invite you to head over to my website, michaelobrianshift.com, and grab your free download, my free workbook called A Better Life. In it, you'll find a great energy assessment, because after all, we need more energy nowadays, as well as some beautiful exercises to help you create a better life and a better career so do that now, head over to O'BrienShift.com, download your free workbook, A Better Life, and let's start working together on how you can create a better normal. Hey there, it's Michael, and welcome back or welcome to the Kintsuki Podcast and today's conversation about resilience. And I'm doing it from our spare bedroom where I normally record the Kintsuki Podcast, but this week it's different because I'm in self-isolation, self-quarantine, if you will, because the day after Thanksgiving here in the States, I went down with something. Now, one thing I definitely advise not to do is when you're sick and you're not feeling it, don't go to the internet because it will freak you out. And so the symptoms I felt, a lot of fatigue, I was just like dead to the world, headache, stomach not feeling all that great, all sort of point to COVID. Try to go in for a COVID test, couldn't get one done. Have one scheduled here in a few days, a few days after you hear this recording. So we'll see what happens. I feel better today than I did two days ago. But we're, we want to be safe rather than sorry. Now, we all think, well, most of us in our household think that we could have had it back in March because we all went down for the count in March. But where we live in the States, there wasn't great testing in March, so we don't really know. I went for an antibodies test in July, and that came back negative for antibodies. Now, my friends that know the field said, Well, you can't really trust those tests. So, since March, since all of this, we've been trying to do the right thing wear our masks, social distance, wash our hands, all that jazz, because we're not entirely sure if we had it. Well, on Friday, I thought for sure I had it or maybe had it again. So I'm going to try to do the right thing. I'm just staying in her spare bedroom because my wife, as some of you know, does labor support. She runs her own business. She's a Labor Day doula. She has to pop into the hospital when her clients are about to deliver. So I want to try to help the rest of the family stay healthy. So I'm spending some time in our bedroom until I get my COVID test. And one thing that was really funny on Thanksgiving, we went around and we talked about what we were grateful for. We had, we had more tears this year than probably any year. Certainly grateful for our time with one another. For me, it was a bit of a boomerang because when my girls went off to college, I was like, okay, the next chapter is beginning, and them coming back into our world, even though we were totally sight, and we are still totally sight for empty nester land for us, my wife and I. It's been such a great moment, great period, even though we're dealing with all this pain and suffering, I believe, as you know, that we can hold more than one thought in our head at the same time, we can recognize the pain, suffering and loss, but also see the beauty of this moment. And one of the things that was definitely something I shared that was beautiful that I'm grateful for is the fact that we're all together and we have a way of taking really hard moments in our family's like journey, if you will, starting with my last bad day. And those events bring us closer together for that. Oh gosh. I am so grateful for that. But one thing I did share was my health. I'm grateful for my health. Now here's the thing. Two weeks ago, I was trying to be strong, man. Us cyclists, we don't really have a lot of upper body strength. And so I was bringing a whole shelving unit downstairs because all the Pause, Breathe and Reflect merch has been flying out of the house in a really good way. So I've had to amp up my inventory. I've learned a lot about inventory management, which I'm not really good at. I'll be quite honest about that. I'm like Kintsugi art that has been put back together as beautiful art. I'm still a little broken when it comes to inventory management. So had this big shelving unit that I was gonna put together from Target. Probably weighed about 50 pounds and I tried to carry it all by myself, even though the box says, carry this with two people. And when I walked down the stairs, I could feel my back tightening up. The next day I did a three hour ride and the rest, as I say, is history. So I've been resting in the back, haven't been working out, going to the chiropractor. It feels better today than it did over since the last two weeks, but still not on my bike, not a happy camper when it comes to exercise. So my health is something I'm always grateful for. After going through what I've gone through, health just becomes such a primary focus. And I hate when I do things where I basically altered my own health. I was a bit of a chucklehead, if you will, carrying that box downstairs. So so I got a little, I got some stuff going on today as I record this, as I come out to you, but I've done some really cool things since I've been quarantined because I don't have any distractions. It's just me in the bedroom. listening to some cool podcasts and watching some really cool things and just thinking about Our podcast, things I want to do next year when it comes to my business, but the Kintsugi podcast, for example, I want to bring in more guests to you, more stories of resilience. So if you know stories that just make make you inspired, motivate you, stories of resilience, folks that have tripped, fallen, scarred themselves, but they got back up again, they kept on pedaling or kept on running or whatever they happen to do, let me know. I want to interview them in 2021. So we'll change the format around just a little bit. Certainly thought about the pause, breathe, and reflect movement, which is catching fire because when I think about all that's happened to us this year, the big events, how COVID has hit our lungs, our respiratory system, our breath, how. George Floyd lost his life when his breath was restricted for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And that's just one, gosh, I hope we don't forget that because just going silent for eight minutes and 46 seconds is something that we normally don't do. It's, it's an incredibly long time. So he lost his life when his breath was restricted for that long. Of course, the wildfires out west, the wildfires in Australia. They have scorched the earth, which has made it hard for us to breathe. We held our breath waiting for the election results here in the US. And we currently hold our breath waiting for what's around the corner when it comes to this moment in time. So our breath is that one common denominator that links everything that's happened this year. And when I first developed Pause, Breathe, and Reflect, I was in the hospital recovering from my last bad day. And when I felt overwhelmed, I would reconnect with my breath. And it had a beautiful way of just calming me down and helping me see things a little bit more clearly. And then with that, I gained more confidence that I was tougher than this tough moment, that I was resilient and all that jazz. And I think, well, actually I know, you know it too. This year has been overwhelming. And I believe one of the best things we can do is pause, breathe, and reflect just to slow things down because slow is smooth and smooth is fast, it will help us see things more clearly and give us the confidence that even this moment, as tough as it is, as fatigued as we are, we are more resilient than this moment in time. I truly believe that. So I've thought a lot about that. So here's a couple of different things that I've watched. I'll put it on your watch list, which I think are really cool. One's on Netflix, The Queen's Gamut. Many of you probably have already started watching it or have watched the whole series. My oldest daughter started watching it. And then we brought out our chess board because, it's been so long since I played chess. I love the game. I learned the game when I was in fifth grade, I believe, from Mr. Houghton at Harris Hill Elementary in Penfield, New York. I just love everything about it. But I haven't played in a while, so it was really cool when she saw it. She brought out the board and we started playing again. But what I love about the story is that it has elements of resilience through it and certainly has elements of Kintsugi, how we are perfectly imperfect. We break and we can come back together. And that coming back together with our scars and our blemishes and our wrinkles and our issues in air quotes, because Life is filled with issues. It really depends on how you want to frame it up, how you want to look at it. So it has resilience in it, like our spirit of Kintsugi, that we're perfectly imperfect, but also just the the wonder of your Peloton, the fact that you cannot get through things alone. You got to get through things together. To quote Robert Frost, the only way through is through, but it's so much easier when we do it together. I loved it. I really didn't have much bandwidth mental bandwidth for much more on Friday. So I completely binged, which is not my style. And I watched the whole series of The Queen's Gamut, which I thought was so great. Put it on your watch list. And something that I watched this morning, this is not on Netflix, but it's on Amazon. It's called The Feels Good Man. It's about Pepe, the frog. You might know about the frog, but this is this was wild, just I've watched the social dilemma this year. One of the great things I watched on Netflix, but this, this docu like blew me away just seeing how, you know, Mark created his Pepe the frog and really with an innocent eye and how it was hijacked by the alt-right and off to the races we go and how some of these things, how, how imagery and icons go viral. So definitely watch it. I'm going to put it up on my Facebook feed. So if anyone out there follows me on Facebook, you can pull the link. I might put some of these links into the show notes. But definitely those two things I love watching over the weekend. And I really just spent the time just sort of enjoying the quiet, to be honest. Listen to a few podcasts. Brene Brown's one of my favorites. Love what she's doing with her new, where both of her podcasts. So I listened to her a lot. And I also listened to Rich Roll, one of my faves, and then finding Mastery. So with Michael. So th- those three podcasts, the Queen's Gamut, feels good, man. Those are some of the, the the content, if you will, that I I downloaded and watched in my quarantine. Hopefully, tomorrow, I get my tests and I'm free, and I go back to life, but I'm feeling pretty good, but I just wanted to reach out to folks and recorded an episode just with different thoughts that I have going on right here in the moment. Certainly as we finish up the month of November, now head into December, gratitude is still with us again. We could hold more than one thought in our head at the same time. We can feel and see the pain, suffering and loss. We can take action to do something about it. We all have that you know, micro step, the small things we can do like wearing a mask, social distancing, washing our hands, all that jazz. But we can still see the opportunity that this disruption has caused. I'm really excited about the future of work. How do we go back to work sometime next, well, in 2021, well, actually we've been at work. We just, we might change the location of where we do the work. So all that, just the opportunity in the moment. I think, actually, I know we can hold both thoughts in our head at the same time. And that's what makes our art beautiful, that ability to do that. So, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and commenting and and sharing and subscribing and all that jazz. Until next week in our next conversation about resilience, I want to invite you again to pause, breathe, and reflect as I do each week. And of course, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, have fun storming the castle. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.